Well, hello and welcome to The Bright Side here on News Radio 93.1 W. WFLA. <laughs> I, uh, I've been going to night DJ school and I'm really learning a lot of stuff. Really learn, Starting to dress cooler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's another tune from the Golden Doodles. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a type of dog. Wouldn't be a very good song at all. Um, so I'm Joel Hunter and I am here uh, with that man you heard laughing. That's my father. Hello. I'm Joel's laugh track. That's, that's right. <laughs> um, and so uh, this show called The Bright Side, and what we talk about is the bright side of life. Yes. Uh, because there's a, there's bad there's bad news all around, all around. <laughs> and know. if you look for it, what you, what you look for, you will see. And so what we decide to do is talk about, you know, ways to solve problems and helping you help others. And perhaps you're listening to this and you're like, how could that be an hour's worth of radio? You'll be shocked. <laughs> And so will Pop and I by the end of this, because because what we were talking about tonight is uh, research, which you you might think, uh, well, what does research have to do with solving problems and things like that? Uh, and the answer is, it's important to know the depth and scope and possible solutions. Uh, and there's and there's really. Uh, only two ways to do that. Either I, this is I'm trusting my gut, or I'm going to do some research. Yeah. Which of those do you advocate? <laughs> <clears throat> For if you want effective solutions, I would advocate the latter. Mm -hmm. uh, now, to your point, um, most of us make decisions on our gut. Mm -hmm. You know, but if you really ha are facing any kind of complexity in a problem, then you've got to do research. Yeah, and I think that speaks to the way that. People generally make decisions. Uh, there's that image of, you know, you got to, that, that, there's a book where you got to talk to the elephant. You know, people are guided by their, you know, fast thinking, intuition, feeling, emotional stuff. And then most often, and this isn't like the exception, this is the rule, will then use their higher cortex, all their, all their really useful human gray matter to justify whatever decision exactly. they already made. Exactly. Um, and it's, and it's why sales, uh, can be an occupation. You know, uh, right. if, if it was purely just information based, there wouldn't be any good salesmen. There'd be salesmen, That's but they true. Were, but they'd all be, That's it'd true. all be equal. Uh, I could be a salesman cause I'd be like, here's a sheet of paper. <laughs> this is what you would be buying. And then are you interested? That would be the whole thing. Uh, that said, CarMax, they do well, don't they? They do. They I'll do. point out, they're not a sponsor for the show, but if you're interested, CarMax. <laughs> That's right. We can they just, they really just, target They just up. push the facts, you know? They do. And then and then you walk in there, and they're like, the price is the price, and then uh, and it's good. I, I, I They still, though, they do the car company thing where, like, I, yeah. I still— they got advertisements. They do. They do advertisements. Yeah, because I, I walked in being like, I, I'm interested in just a nice four seat family sedan, probably used. And then I, and then I'm driving, and I'm like, boy, this Ferrari's fast. <laughs> you were right, sir. I can't believe I almost turned you down and take this. How much is this thing? Uh, so it's uh, it's it's important to uh, it's important to do research because before before your time, there was a there was a detective show on called. 
I, I can't remember what it was called, but Joe, uh, producer Tom will know. Pro, <laughs> Joe Friday. What what was the name of that program? Dragnet. Yes, Dragnet. yes, yes. Man, this guy is yeah. the renaissance brain I've of all I've said it time. once. I'll say it I'm again. I'm telling you. If you are ever on any sort of quiz show and you look over and Tom <laughs> is your opponent. Just walk off. Give up. Commit Harry Carey immediately <laughs> and die honorably. <laughs> but Joe Friday used to go, just a fact, ma'am. You know, th- th- somebody to launch in a, a whole story and he'd go, just a fact, ma'am. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what that's from? Yep. I did not know that was from a thing. Oh, I just, yeah, man. I just knew that was a phrase. I know oh, there was another detective show, uh, Columbo. Uh, yeah. remember, oh, I love that He would guy. finish all of his line of questioning, and then he'd walk down and he'd be like, uh, 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 just one more thing. <laughs> uh, one, uh, one part I just don't understand. You said you were home. <laughs> Your shoes were at the grocery <laughs> How did that, that guy yeah. was a top researcher. He was a top researcher. He would go around and do the work. But that, I think, is it speaks to the point that we're talking about tonight, uh, or that we will be once we just stop talking about <laughs> random stuff, detective shows. And that is, uh, if if something does irk you, because it, it, we are thinking, feeling humans, and, and mu- usually our feelings are the thing guiding us. If there's a if there is a problem in you, and you are moved by that, and moved to action. It's really, really helpful to do research to get to get an idea of what exactly you're dealing with in order to come up with the best solution. Because it's really easy to get to get married to your plans and yeah. then and 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 ride those all the way into the ground. Well, and one more additional uh, factor in this is it becomes even more important if you're working with a group rather than just as an individual, mm-hmm. because an individual can can convince himself he's going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. A group will not gain consensus without a common acknowledgement of facts yeah. to begin with. And so that's why research is just so important. You know, I'm reminded of my most uh, prestigious research I did. I, I won honorable mention in the state science fair. Uh, <laughs> that's where they just give you a ribbon because they feel bad you had to drive an hour. Uh, <clears throat> but I did really well regionally up until then. And it was, uh, I believe, fourth grade. And the project was... Can worms tell their left from right? <laughs> and I'll I'll save you a lot of the drama and intrigue. No, they cannot. <laughs> they just can't. Uh, you, I would love to see an experiment for that. Yeah. So what you do is you. We, I made a maze, and there it was the shape of a T. The worms couldn't climb over the edges, and then I would start them in the in the stalk of the T, and then I ten worms ten times. I measured how many times they, each worm went right and left. Pretty even, uh, pretty 50-50, just to, you know, to get a a high, uh, what's that word, confidence interval. And then I put uh, a little little electrical wires just attached to a nine-volt battery on the right side Uh to see if on the the 10 times if they would hit that thing and then be like, whoa, geez, I'm not going there. And they would turn left. Uh, The problem is worms don't have a lot of wattage. (laughs) Their brains, they just got, they're like, they're doing the best they can with a couple ganglion cells. And so it was exactly even again. And the thing I I remember the most is when I went to the science fair. Now, this is all of the the erudite, brilliant minds of the future, all in this this gathering. And I I was excited because you guys had given me $2. 
to go to the vending machine. And, uh, and so I got those uh, spicy fries uh, that you could get, Andy Cap spicy fries. And I was like, this is the best day ever. And I was walking back and then three or four kids had gathered around my worms and were just shocking them with the wires. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> it, was, it was traumatic. <laughs> those, no wonder they couldn't tell their life. Those, man, a moment of silence for those worms. Yeah, they, and, and so I don't know if there was some confounding variable. Uh, but, yeah. I, but I did, I did the research, and I can now say definitively, just from my own research, yeah, it, it is not. But the reason that we're talking about this tonight is because I, I think if, if you are, and by the way, if you just tuned in, you're listening to The Bright Side, and this is a show about helping people and, and solving the world's problems. Um, if you're like most people, including me in any other setting other than ones that I already care about, if you hear the word research, your mind instantly jumps to useless academic mm-hmm. pursuit. You know, mm-hmm. there's no practical application yeah. to the research that you're doing. It's it's guys in lab coats pouring liquids into beakers and uh, and it's statisticians looking at you know how long are the teeth of beavers in Minnesota and it's it's stuff that's like well who cares? <laughs> uh, I mean I care. Don't get me wrong. I care about oh. the Minnesota, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, but not about beaver teeth. I will take, I'll come out and say it. I'm going to take a stand. I don't like to get controversial. Stop researching beaver teeth. There are problems that are bigger than that. So, uh, but research really, it's just another way to say paying enough respect to the problem that you're going to learn the yeah, best way exactly. to solve it. And, and since problem has been this very vague thing, it, it doesn't have to be. It can be the problem of, you know, your annoying neighbor, uh, and, and figuring out how to, how to get, have useful confrontation or, or, or conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. It can be homelessness in the United Mm -hmm. States. Mm -hmm. It can be, uh, food. It can be, you know, I, I really am annoyed that there's, it's not easier for people uh, that are poor. They get socks. It, it doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever is grabbing your attention. Um, it's worthwhile to do it well. Now today, I'm so excited about our guest. It is a, it's a, a rare, (laughs) rare, it's like a full moon, I guess, or something. But uh, we asked our research department if she would be on the show. And so when we come back, we will have Becky Hunter of the research department. We'll see you in a minute. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to the bright side on news radio. 540 a.m. and also 93.1. If you are wondering, uh, if you heard that first segment, you're like, boy, that was a that was a banger up job. <laughs> I'm just visiting from London and I wonder how I can even move these blokes. Uh, it, then it's on a podcast. If you go on iTunes and uh, and look and look for a podcast or if you're on your phone, the podcast app. Uh, it's uh, the bright side with Joel C. Hunter. Joel C. Hunter is my father who's here. And he is so wise. If you if you download that podcast, I'll guarantee you right now you'll get you'll get ten percent wiser. <laughs> Good. Just just through absorbing. So today we are talking about research, and uh, and and research is kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like basketball practice. You know, it's it's like there's there's no there's no. Uh, there's nothing, it's the unsexy side of, uh, there's, there's no, I'm out in front of people or I feel, you know, you don't, yep. there's not a lot of satisfaction that comes on the front end of that. Um, nobody writes songs about research. <laughs> nobody's like, have I told you lately I did research? <laughs> it was, I was, I was it's so kind of cre- creepy when you tell your, um, uh, 
girlfriend you did research on her. That's, yeah, that, that, that is that is yeah. true. Uh, however, with social media, that's more and more of a thing. People will people will go through and just I look know. at all. Yeah, it's. I'm uh, surprised what people just put out there on social media for anybody. It to is see. shocking when we do when we do research on people that we're going to hire at Hunter Vision. Um, there are times where we'll, like because you just want to check out their Facebook and sure. uh, and uh, you'll see stuff where you're just like, whoa, that can't be good. <laughs> I just think I didn't know you were in a witch's coven. <laughs> let's, let's think this through. That's bad news. Um, so yeah. today, in honor of research, uh, the greatest researcher I know is here today. We Amen. talk every week, uh, several times a week on this show about our research department. My mom, Becky Hunter. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Our studio audience. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I, I felt like over time people were gonna think it was like how no one ever saw Norm's wife Vera <laughs> on Cheers, and people were gonna That's be right. like, oh, "That's right." I'm not so sure this Becky person <laughs> exists <know>. uh, <laughs> because because uh, uh, they've managed to pull that off for like ten seasons. You know, I don't think you ever saw Vera. I don't time. think so either. But right. today, flesh and blood here with us. Yeah. Um, and so and let me should, tell you, let yeah, me tell you what a hero she is, because this is Becky, even beyond the research, I want you to know that we we had a slightly guest tonight um, who has PhD, his job is research, um, and he got his schedule mixed up. And so at the last moment, and Becky and I are in one car today, um, and so she just happened to be here. And so we said, what are we going to do? Uh, would you come on? And Becky just doesn't like um, to be the, in the spotlight. But I do but like you. No, see, now there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's it. She That's is, it. She so is, she is rescuing us once more. She is She is the best. Um, and I just want to say that the guest was going to be uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I am just happy with how this worked out because I think you are much more interesting than him. Because <laughs> he's taken a decidedly liberal bend. Really. He really is. <laughs> yeah. He's really trying to do a lot of uh, research on stuff that's, uh, but it's bad research. So, um, not to put you on the spot, but as somebody that produces 10 to 20 pages of research for every one of these shows, which may shock our listeners. Oh, because, she does. Because uh, a lot of times it will seem like uh, we're just end up talking about our favorite flavors of ice cream. But um, <laughs> I put that in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you produce. Probably on average a week, you know, 50 pages of research on the different topics that we're talking about. Um, how do you do that? Like, cause I mean, that's not, uh, that's not a natural talent that, that most people have. If somebody said, I really want to be really well prepared to talk about, uh, you know, carbon dating. Uh, I think most people don't know where to begin. So what do you, how do you begin your process? Well, I actually start by trying to think through if I was going to listen to this topic being discussed, what would I want to know? Mm -hmm. And so then I start looking online for different articles that might touch on those things. Um, Is that a I, Google thing? It's a Google thing. Okay. Yep. Just type right in there. Things people would want to know about X. <laughs> that is <laughs> the nice I, thing about Google. Oh. Because uh, you can type, you can, and, and uh, it's part of why Bing's having such a tough time de dethroning them. It's why no one's ever like, do you Bing that? <laughs> I know. Uh, I've they, never Binged. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's nearly useless. Uh, you can type in the exact web page and it'll be like, did you mean this? And it's just a picture of a baseball. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. Um, so, uh, so you'll type into Google something mm -hmm. that's pretty ultra specific. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. just like, you know, what would I, what would people want to know about this topic? Mm-hmm. And if I've thought of something that I would want to know, I ask it that. Um, and then I look for quotes that people have said about that topic mm-hmm. um, and try to include some of those. I try to find things that are funny mm-hmm. as I best I can. It is the bright side. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the topics are a little heavy. So I try to look for things that would make it lighter. Which explains why I'd say half of the pages are just far side cartoons. <laughs> and, I really like and that. And knock-knock jokes. And that had been a mystery up until tonight. And now I... And knock-knock jokes. That's right. Um, so uh, when, you're, uh, when, you're doing, uh, when you're doing that stuff and, and looking up uh, research specifically about a guest, uh, say mm-hmm. tonight's no show, Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> no. Uh, um, how do you... Is, is it is there more stuff about, because we have some people that are really well known in the niche thing that they do, but that are not national figures. Uh, how do you, because you find consistently a lot of, of stuff they've done online. Is that just, do you just dig deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole? I do what keep do you- going deeper and deeper. And I, I do Facebook, I do LinkedIn, I do all, every social media thing I can think of that mm-hmm. somebody might have information about themselves. Because mm-hmm. honestly, that's usually the most up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're someone who's well known and the articles have been written or things like that, I can go to the article, read about them, and then find something they did and go back and find more about them in the research for the that they have done. The, uh, and, and that brings up a good point because uh, when people are looking at, um, and I'm just going to, I'm going to pick an archetypal, uh, an, an avatar for someone who would be listening to this that could actually use this information. Uh, you, uh, someone who has uh, recently become very annoyed because there's uh, three different potholes they have on their way to work. Uh, and they've become annoyed enough because they lost another hubcap today. And so they, they're listening to this and saying, okay, I do have a problem. It really annoys me. Where would I begin with research? Um, when you find articles about that, um, there is almost always a work cited of some sort. And this includes Wikipedia. And and I think people don't look at Wikipedia as, as I think increasingly people respect it a little more, but you know, for college papers and stuff like that, you're not allowed to have your source be Wikipedia. But what the the life hack there is Wikipedia, every well-respected Wikipedia article that's been peer reviewed and, you know, tuned up over time. There's a work cited at the bottom of that yes. that that links to all those other things where it's the primary source of that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you are a PhD in potholes <laughs> and you have fixed them all. What, there's a pizza company I think that's fixing potholes. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I can't remember which one. Producer Tom, do you know the? the I'm, I'm afraid. The, I'm afraid the, to say which pizza, the pizza company. company that is fixing potholes <laughs> is that Papa John's? No. Oh, okay. yeah, I don't, right. think it, I, I don't think it's All Papa right. John's. Yeah, no, I believe uh, I'm going to say it is Pizza Hut. I'm going All to right. definitively say All that right. for just no reason at well, all. Well, you know what? It, it, I think you're probably right. I, I don't know. But you, the other thing that your mom does, um, and she's sitting right here so she can um, say it herself, um, is that she doesn't just go for the facts. She's not a, a Joe Friday person. Uh, she also goes for stories. Who's and, Joe Friday? Oh, yeah. That's the guy in Dragnet, the detective. The detective who, in Dragnet. Who didn't, who didn't ever want to hear the whole story. He just wanted to hear the facts. So he would say, just the facts, it, ma'am. That's right. Gotcha. Exactly. Right. And so that's that's what we have in our mind as the researcher, just going after the facts. But a greater part of the story and an important part of the story are personal anecdotes mm. yeah. about that particular topic or, or um, that particular event. 
um, which is is also a part of what you want to consider when you're trying to get to the great solution. You're not just trying to get facts and figures. You're trying to get how this affects people's lives, mm-hmm. and therefore, how can you get people um, kind of on board with you to solve the problem? Yeah, and I think that's part of the the misnomer of of part of the misunderstanding, I guess would be more accurate, of research is that people hear the word research, and again, their eyes just roll back in their head because they're like, oh, geez, because everyone thinks of their most boring, least understandable professor that they had and is <laughs> yeah. like, well, I, I, everything I can do to not be like that woman or man. Um, but but research into topics that you're passionate about, it is that. It's shaped by the lives and the stories and all that stuff. Um, which is one of the things you do a good job of, Mom, which okay. is, is finding the, you know, the impact this has on human lives. Um, and we have to go to a break now. But when we come back, we're going to talk about that, some of the more personal and emotional implications of research. Hello and welcome back to The Bright Side. Today is our special research episode. <laughs> and uh, it, is, it is a big one. Uh, the reason that we are talking about research, in case you're listening to this and you're like, uh, is, this, is this the nerd side? First off, not a clever cut down. Uh, <laughs> fake name I just said. Um, if, if, uh, if you're wondering why we're talking about research, the reason is um, any great solutions to problems require an accurate understanding of the scope and depth of the problem. Uh, now, one of the things that turns people off about the research idea is, one, it requires discipline. It's boring to yeah. do. And two, uh, I think people have found, if they've ever dabbled into learning more about something, it, they, they, the deeper they get into it, the more cerebral and stale and less human it becomes. So one of the things you do, Mom, um, and I, by the way, I just want to interrupt myself. Like this feels like a, a Joe Scarborough interview uh, where he just talks the entire time. But uh, um, not a lot of people know, like you have, you've got like science background chops. Like you, she's a postgraduate trained microbiologist. Uh, and, and so this isn't like a thing where she was just like, I have a computer. Uh, it's, it's like there's an actual method to this stuff. Um, but one of the things you're really good at is when you're doing research on something that should be very boring, uh, you know, like the statistics on job creation and stuff like that, you keep it human. Is there any sort of technique to that, or is it just you're drawn to those? What do you do? Yeah, um, I am drawn to those stories, but really what I do is look for the adjectives, Hmm. because if it's anything about a story, there's support stuff around it. Hmm. If it's statistics and that kind of drier research, it's just, it doesn't show up. I mean, it's just, you know, much more flat. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's almost as if you know, it's almost as if statistics are human beings <laughs> with the tears wiped off. I love that quote. That's a that's actually a quote that, that our research department found. That's uh, and right. It's really Thank good. you, research and department. And if you say it in a, in a non weird voice, it's it's really it's a really good quote. Statistics are human beings with the tears wiped off. And and uh, Paul Brodier said that. Is that is I don't you know. Pronounce it? I don't know. It sounds French. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Wee oui, oui. <laughs> uh, But he uh, he he said that uh, quote about statistics. You know, because it, when you look at statistics of there's uh, a um, there's eighty percent of homelessness in uh, in Orlando is is families. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's 
a sad thing, but it doesn't have any sort of real emotional gut punch. Yeah. Uh, the stories of people. Absolutely. You know? and, there you go. And the kid who, you know, has to wear the same outfit to school three days in a row and can't do anything about it and is self-conscious and the parents who are aware enough to know what it's doing to their kid and guilty about it and they're yeah. doing their best. Um, that stuff is gripping, you know? Exactly. Um, and so the only way to figure out, you know, good ways to help with that though, is to get a bigger idea of the scope. Well, and the, and the reason that your mom, um, is so valuable in this process is there are two things that you need in order to be, uh, to have an intelligent, uh, discussions about any particular problem. One is you need to convene, um, the, the stakeholders, the people who are interested in it. Um, and in order to do that, you have to have material that is um, credible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you, you, don't, you can't depend on people listening to you just because uh, you've got credibility or because uh, you've taken a, a position that, that um, you know, you have others agreeing with you or whatever. The universal... Um, respectability comes with people or comes with the facts that everybody respects. Mm. Now, I, we, you and I have done a, a show before, Joel, and, and Becky, you researched it for us about the trend now with fake news and false, mm-hmm. false um, assertions uh, as if they were the truth and so on and so forth. There is a, there's a trend to that which makes solid research even more respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, the, and, the, and the group that you gather to solve a problem will be um, those who respect um, intelligence and those who respect um, what is uh, evidence-based. Yeah. The other thing is that you, you need inf- um, um, research to inform the deliberations so you're not just confirming your own biases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and that's, what, that's why what you do for us is so uh, important. Yeah, well, I mean, I think what's, what's hard to understand if you've got a lot of passion around a certain topic, you know, you really, really, uh, no one is as annoyed and hates potholes as much as you. By the way, Tom found out it was Domino's that's, that's filling in potholes. So thank you, Domino's. Um, uh, I don't know. They haven't filled any for me. But, uh, but uh, if if you have, no matter how passionate you are about something, your your passion for that subject, um, if you're trying to gather a coalition around you to help, if you're trying to create a movement larger than yourself, uh, that thing that's so clear to you, uh, it remains vaporous and insubstantial to anyone else that doesn't have that same yeah, drive that you do right. until you put a body on it that's with right. with some research behind it. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's a need for some of those numbers. I so mean, I, I got a question. Yeah. I got a question. Is do you have a research department a favorite area or favorite types of things that you like to research that's more fun for you to research? Oh, the most fun thing is still science. Yeah. Any science yeah. thing yeah. if I have free time. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people know this. My mom taught me ninth grade biology. Yes, I, <laughs> I know. Did. Oh my gosh. And I would say most of the character that I gained, I'd say probably 75% of the character that I have as an adult was gained in one afternoon. Uh, and that was, I was <laughs> sitting next to a girl that I had a huge crush on. I'll say her full name, Mandy Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> it's not her last name now. Uh, and, uh, and we got to the chapter on sexual reproduction. I was like, oh no, oh no. I was sitting next to her. Uh, and so until 
You've heard your mom describe in detail the anatomy of men and women while sitting next to your. I'm not even sure what she said. I was under the desk. It's like, oh. it just forged, forged in fire. It was, uh, it was just the most intense. I saw my life flash through it before my eyes over and over again. Uh, and then she's like, and now we have a video. And I was like, oh, God. Oh. Hey, I don't remember. He I, got an I, A. I, 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 I don't doubt it. You know, he's a doctor for crying out loud but oh my gosh what a what a a, a, tr- a blaze of uh, a trial by by fire uh, but did you do you remember that afternoon when you were doing that do you oh, remember I him still sitting remember. in the cl- what, oh, what was yeah. it like for you he was just he was frozen <laughs> no. he just didn't move yeah. at all i was i was trying i didn't i was going through every tactic i, I could think of i was like well maybe this is like one of those things like a t-rex if i just stay still no one will see me <laughs> And then, luckily, that was that was back when I wore huge shirts for reasons I still am not sure. Uh, so I I, t- I did the turtle, tucked my head into my shirt. It was uh, it, it was no use though. I every time my head popped out, I was still sitting next to Mandy, being like, "Oh well." <laughs> it was really it was really something. Um, but uh, you really did a good job in that class. Uh, I you could say and have a. Valid argument. I bet you would just say that your mom was your best teacher uh, because you love your mom. But the truth is, genuinely, truly, you were my best teacher. And it was because you made a, it wasn't all just here are these facts you need. It wasn't like that Joe Friday fellow from from Dragnet. Uh, it, It was learning how to assimilate new information. And so what she did every week, um, and this this has to do with the research thing, um, we had to memorize 10 more etymologies. Uh, we had that, you know, that patho means, you know, pain or disease, and that ectomy means you're taking this, uh, removing this. And um, until by the end, we, we knew like 120, I think, mm-hmm. uh, etymologies, uh, where any of the 120, we could say what it was. Oh, that's cool. That served me all the way through medical school. That uh, is because cool. Because we had to learn all that stuff. Um, and I, I still am looking for real-world applications for my vast knowledge of the different orders of insects. Uh, and I haven't run into it yet. But I also know all of those because mom uh, made us learn those. And I, you know what, though? It did. There was one extra credit question on my animal bio test when I was in my first year of college that I got right and everybody else got wrong. There you go. Because uh, uh, I knew your mama. I knew about beetles. I never <laughs> asked you where... You know, we've been married almost 50 years, uh, 46 years. Um, where you got your love of science? Where did that come from? Oh, well, my mom was a nurse, and my dad taught chemistry uh-huh. when I was Oh, a I didn't kid. know that. He taught yeah. chemistry? Before he became Before he was a principal. principal. Mm-hmm. That's, re- that's really, really so interesting. So I think they just talked about stuff at the house and stuff, and I really got interested. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from either, because I, I got bit by that bug, too, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, could have told you what— what class and order it was too? I, I, no doubt. That, that uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> hey. <laughs> 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 ah, ah, ah. So, uh, but I got bit by that science bug too, uh, and it totally skipped over Josh and Isaac. Like they, they not are, their favorite. Yeah, yeah, not, not, not their, their not their favorite. Um, but uh, because because we talked about that stuff growing up, and you were really good about showing us that stuff in the, in the real world. You know the. Uh, that's, that's why it was high school by high school. I had, my whole room was wallpapered with all the anatomy oh, posters yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Cause I, I wonder what that is. It well, makes people, I, I have to love, research I that. mean, to me, I would just look out and I think God made this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I thought yeah. that was just incredible. Yeah. And so I felt like, 
I was paying attention to God to pay attention to what was out well, there. Well, plus there's something in you, Becky, that you love facts. Oh, and, I do like and, facts. And you, you're not a big poetry a fan. Uh, poetry gives you a headache. Yeah, you're um, a little, oh, she's not a not a big philosophy fan. Concrete, oh, no. yeah, concrete, concrete thinker. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's true. And and that's why I mean it's part of why when we're talking about research, um, it's 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 part of why it's a necessary component. It is not all of it. You know, the world needs people who are visionaries and who see almost entirely in abstraction, yeah. uh, and they are they are bothered when their foot, their toe occasionally has to touch something concrete because they, they live in the future and all that, right. like you. Uh, and your vision of the future and the things that you want to change, none of that can actually be affected, you know, into positive change without the concrete. You know, the people That's who right. are more like me and mom who actually do research. Am I just maybe trying to make us feel better because we just I, like to look I'm stuff up on better. the computer? But I, yeah, but I'm it's like, it's absolutely true. I'm like, who yeah. needs to climb, absolutely climb true. Mount Everest when you could research how heavy it is? I, I always come back with a big vision, and your mom go, your mom will always say, "What's the first step?" And I go, "There are steps." <laughs> we we have to go to a break. That's our next step, uh, and we will be back in a minute. Welcome back to the bright side. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's like that boxer announcer. Oh, yeah, yeah. He really... Get, I, this, get ready to rumble. I feel like, because that's where he started. That was what he started. But I feel like whenever that guy does his intro, I feel it's the same thing as a, as a squirrel who got isolated, a, a squirrel population got isolated and then changed so much evolutionarily over time that they can't even be identified with the original population. I feel like that's what happened with him because he had that intro and he's like, well, that'll be my intro. So that's the only one he does. And it changes a little bit, a little bit over time. And so now when he does it, this is no exaggeration. He goes, Oh, it is really, I mean, it's gotta be like 30 seconds long. Uh, just cause he's like a squirrel on the other side of the Canyon. Yep. He just changed over time. Um, so we're talking today about research and, uh, you said something at the end of that last segment pop, uh, about our research department, who yes. is our guest today. Yes. Thanks, Mom. And our well, favorite person in the world. And I just want to take this time to say publicly on the radio, I love you, Mom. Oh, yeah. I love you guys, too. I just started a radio show <laughs> to say I love you. <laughs> uh, that that didn't work. So the uh, <laughs> so the, uh, the the thing you said at the end, Pop, was uh, you have you know these visions for the future, these grand ideas, these abstract, huge goals to that you really get passionate about and want to accomplish, and then you come back down to earth and you tell mom about it, and she says, "So what's the first step?" Right. And I feel like that's such uh, either accidental or purposeful, such a perfect description of the importance of research because yes. people that yes. are are paralyzed by the Amen. scope of a problem, like what can I do to help you know, feed the hungry. There's, there's a huge, the scope of the problem is enormous. And so you're paralyzed into inaction. The first step is that it's, it's researching because you, you know, a problem, uh, it can only be kind of, it's like eating a whale, you know, yep. it's a bite at a time. You know, that reminds me, um, when we've started this, uh, being with the, uh, community resource network and mm -hmm. working with homeless folks, it's amazing how many people, are working really hard on this issue. I mean, organizations and people, hundreds yeah, of hundreds. them. Yeah. And what happens is we get calls from somebody that just says, hey, I'm going to start working um, and build a shelter and do this and that. 
but they don't. They've not researched anything about what's already happening. Exactly. They mm-hmm. haven't plugged yeah. in and talked to have anyone you, have who's you ever already visited just, a shelter. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. And it's just it's just really interesting because I think sometimes just the littlest bit of research will help you guide your path to what can really make if a I, difference. If I hadn't been married to your mom, that would have been me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. Yeah, it, but it's true because if you're looking at um, what do I do to feed the hungry, and you're starting there. That's too big of a problem to do anything about. If you do some research, you can find a year's worth of of stuff that if you just volunteered at this, you know, you so could volunteer true. a different place each night for a year. You could. Uh, and, you literally could. And 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 so it's it, the problem uh, is already put into bite sized pieces uh, by other people that have that have you know trailed the trailed that blaze. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and we're grateful to you're, them. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, Becky, if somebody like I know they have done this with you, and they've called up and they they say, "I just want you to know, um, I'm um, building a shelter for abused women. That's my dream. That's my vision. You know, that's my calling." Um, like, what would you tell them? Well, at uh, this to point, do? we've done enough research to know pretty much in the Central Florida area, the Tri County area who's doing that same thing, had mm-hmm. that same dream to help. Mm-hmm. And so we hand them that information. We, we we give them the research without them having to dig. Yeah, which is nice. And and really, the, the idea of research, and I know we've, we've said it so many times, the word research, that it's lost all meaning. <laughs> you know what it means, though? I think this is so cool. Yeah, what? It's... it's Looking again. Oh, re- you're researching the, the etymology of keep, re. Yeah, there you go. Again, yeah, but, that's but, really. But just keep looking again. What did you miss? Look again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so you know somebody who, uh, but that's an example. The people that are calling in are the people who did the thing we're talking about, which is you take the first step and and you find out more. It's very very unusual when you're taking steps towards solving any problem, any practical steps, the practical steps out of abstraction into the real hands and feet action in the world. Very unusual that it looks the way that you thought it would look or that it's yeah. as hard as you thought it would be, you know? Um, right. cuz I think everybody talks about these new initiatives as uh, and there's some truth to in a different way of of man it's I didn't even know what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Um but the people who are telling that story later, if I didn't realize how big of a project it would be and all that stuff, they're talking about something that they're looking back over the last five years or 10 years or 15 years. And so the scope of what they've done has grown so enormously. But really, they the fact that they're talking about that means those first steps were successful. You know, they they, they made the first steps that they needed to. Well, here's, here's another thing, another aspect of this, too. I want everybody to understand. <clears throat> Researchers are some of the most unsung heroes um, and and usually they're doing what they do because they they love um, their the the truth they love um, the um, to help find a solution um, but somebody else always gets the credit like your mom has made me look good mm-hmm. for fifty years that's mm-hmm. been easy and uh, <laughs> well no it's not because because everything I stand up and do it's, it's your mom who's done the research mm-hmm. it's your mom who's provided the stories it's your mom. Who's who's helped me shape the the um, um, the points that I want to make in a way that really matters to people and 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 so researchers are those folks that don't demand attention but just want to be a part of finding yeah. the truth because I think that is uh, an an open secret but that I don't think everyone knows that you you had sermons I you've preached tens of thousands of sermons mm-hmm. probably 
Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the the research done for those, I don't think everybody knows that that mom did tons of research. Oh on, my goodness! On those. Yeah, every week. Yeah, and, and still does. And so it's it's the importance of of getting getting the facts, you know, before you can communicate the importance of a subject, uh, which is why you know if you're listening. It's it's important to thank these people. So if you see someone on the street in a white lab coat, <laughs> I know. or you're wearing, a re- are you a researcher, or, or just someone wearing glasses, just go and be like, "Thank you for the research you do, sci- scientist. You are a researcher, and I honor you." Uh, be, and they will appreciate. You. They might give you a confused look, but they'll <laughs> later as they are going through their laboratory, they'll be like, "That was a good guy. Yeah, He's no, just saw my glasses." Um, Mom, you saved the. You're our heroes. I love this. You've rescued me once more. I'm going to call it right now. This is the number one episode of The Bright Side. (laughs) That's right. I will prove that later by going through and doing lots of research. So we've talked a lot about the idea of knowing the problem and figuring out the scope of it. One way that you can take the next step is to do a little bit of research and typing in simple.help into your web browser, and it'll give you an idea of how you can help out in our community. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time on The Bright Side. Bye. Bye.